This is a bonus episode of the Change Academy podcast. Earlier this month, I sat down with Kelly Howard of the Fit is Freedom podcast. You might remember Kelly from a Change Academy episode. We talked about how incorporating more fun and adventure can help you be more consistent about your fitness practice. And actually, now that I think of it, I'm sure that probably applies to a lot more than just fitness. Kelly recently invited me back to the Fit is Freedom podcast to share some tips with her listeners on how we can enjoy the upcoming holiday season without throwing all of our healthy habits and our progress under the bus. And I thought, hey, I bet Change Academy listeners would be interested in hearing this conversation as well. So with Kelly's permission, I am sharing that episode here with you. Kelly and her Fit is Freedom community are going to be joining with our Change Academy community for the 30-day nutrition upgrade program that's coming up starting on November 8th. Because that program is really part of my answer to the question of how to stay on track, even with all of the disruption and the opportunities to indulge that come with the holidays. And you'll hear us talk a little bit more about that. Also, I shared a couple of really specific strategies that I find particularly useful at this time of year. One of them is more of a mindset shift. The other one, straight up tactical. And of course, you'll have a chance to meet Kelly and interact with her if you join us for that upgrade program. I think it's going to be really fun. If you haven't yet registered, you can do that at changeacademypodcast.com slash upgrade, or you can just click on the link in the show notes. And now here is Kelly Howard of the Fit is Freedom podcast. Hey there, Kelly here, and thank you so much for joining us today. I'm honored to have you here. If you're looking for tips, habit shifts, and shortcuts to fitness consistency and the freedom that feeling great brings, you're in the right place. As the fitness consistency coach with a touch of adventure, I've been helping smart, busy women embrace fitness and long-term freedom for over 20 years. I am so glad you're here. Hey, Monica, how are you doing today? Kelly, it's so good to see you again. Well, you've been all over the world since the last time we did this. <laughs> It feels like it. <laughs> That's how you do, I guess. Yeah. It does feel like it. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of running around. So um, tell everybody just a little bit, if they don't remember meeting you before, about who you are, what you do, and what brought you to this place about this whole holiday thing and the stress that comes up around food and such. Sure. Well, I'm Monica Reinagle. I'm a licensed nutritionist. So that's my training and my background. Although my true love is working with people on behavior change. And we talked about that the last time we were um, having a conversation like this. Uh, I also host a podcast, two podcasts, actually. I have a nutrition-focused podcast that's called The Nutrition Diva, where we talk about food and nutrition and then I have a second podcast called The Change Academy, where we talk about the behavior change part, how we put, how we convert our good intentions into healthy habits. And that's the podcast that you were a guest on um, just a few weeks ago, talking about motivation for fitness. I, I know Change Academy listeners loved that episode, so I'm, I'm happy to be continuing the conversation. You know, for a lot of people, the holidays start, the holiday stress around food and worry starts with the Halloween candy. Yeah. 
I hear this from my community so loud and clear as we get towards Halloween. And for your listeners who don't live in the United States or in North America, this may seem crazy that it's such a big deal here, but it is. And uh, and they start to stress out about the candy because it's, it's lying around in the house. Big giant bowls of candy that would normally not be allowed in the front door are suddenly there. So I start to hear from people like, oh, how am I going to get through the, the Halloween with all the candy? And then it just seems it rolls from there into the winter holidays, right? And Thanksgiving is coming up. And then it's all the holiday parties, all the celebrations and the family gatherings and the the special cooking that we do at this time of year. And because a lot of the people that I work with are focused on or working on food and nutrition, it just feels like all the hard work that they might have done up until this point in the year gets totally thrown under the bus because who can continue to pay attention to their health habits with all of that going on? And I want to offer that it is absolutely possible to go through this period of the year and actually enjoy the special foods that we only get to eat at this time of year and and the extra socializing that we do and all of the things that come with it that we can show up and, and appreciate and enjoy those, but it doesn't have to come at that cost of feeling like by the time we get to January 1st, we've got a lot of damage to undo. And Kelly, I think it's equal parts mindset, just how we think about these holidays, these opportunities, these challenges, and behavior, how we actually, what kind of goals we set for ourselves and how right. we decide to navigate through that. So the program that uh, that I was describing to you and we cooked up this idea is something that I have been doing with my community at different times of year for almost 10 years now. I call it the 30-Day Nutrition Upgrade, and it's a group program where we all get on board on the same day. We go 30 days. We have a special uh, tool that we use to help us just kind of keep track of our choices in a very flexible and a very forgiving way, but it's just enough structure and just enough community to feel like we can hang on to our, our healthy habits while we are going through this holiday. And the more you and I talked about it, the more we thought, not only would I love to do this with you and your community as a sort of run up to the holidays, as kind of a a support mechanism through that sort of danger period, but also I want our communities to meet one another in a more official way than they have just from listening to us on each other's podcasts. So I want to bring those communities together. Okay. So the reality is, is the holidays are all about having fun and, and enjoying family and, and interacting. And at the same time, not letting those things make us feel like we're completely off track. Because I do know that when it's that feeling that, well, I've already given in, I might as well just do it all. Right. It's that and, black and white thinking that we that you and I have talked about many times that yeah. if we're not doing it perfectly or we're not holding ourselves to a certain standard, then it's not worth doing anything at all. And of course, when we say it out loud, we can see how silly that is, but I think we all are liable to fall prey to that to that thinking 
of, you know, I, I'll just get back to this. I'm just going to give up right. basically, <laughs> right. but, you know, and not worry about it. And then I'll worry about it in January. But I, I just feel like that's too big a, a, a cost. It's like having giant credit card bills in January because you overspent on your Christmas gifts, you know, it's right. the same kind of thing. Yeah. I, all I can say is that you're right. It's that perfection that gets us. And when mm-hmm. you say it out loud, it sounds, well, duh. But the reality is, is it's exactly what goes through everybody's mind. When I'm paying attention, I can catch that thought and examine it and think, no, wait a minute. Is that really how I want to play this? No, probably not. But I know I have that thought. Maybe you do too every once in a while. Of course. Of course I do. And you just said something. And I bet you have some tips for people because I think what you said was when you catch yourself and that's awareness, right? Is that one of your main tips for people going through like the holiday and, and being, being on track with paying attention to what they're eating, consuming, feeling? I would say it's definitely part of my strategy. And so that's why I've come up with this mechanism that we use to increase awareness and to, to kind of pay attention to what we're doing. And it comes in the form of a little smartphone app that everybody that does this program with us will get. And it's just a simple little interface that gives just that much awareness to not only the choices that we're making as we go through the day, but how they're adding up over time. That's something that we often are pretty bad at estimating. And so it gives it a little bit of an objective reality. And that can not only help kind of keep us in check, but it can also show us like, oh, I'm not doing that badly. I'm actually still ticking a lot of boxes. I've got a lot of things that are going well. So yes, awareness is a big part of it, but I think it's helpful to have that kind of external, you know, we've talked about accountability, right? Right. <laughs> it's, it's sort of an accountability device and doing it in a group in a community also adds a layer of commu- of accountability to borrow your term of layered accountability but ultimately who are we who are we accountable to at the end of the day ourselves, ourselves. our of course. Of results course. right what right. we have to wake creating. up but yeah. can we use a couple tools to to help us absolutely i use them all man i use them all so okay i have a question so you've got this app that that gives you like this nice, easy accountability, not not counting calories, just kind of like counting actions. Yes. So does everybody share that? Nobody will see your results but you. That's private. They live only on your app. Um, I don't even see them. So so that's that's completely private. But when I do this, you know, with groups, often we will share our results just as a way of being transparent and kind of, um, you know, supporting one another. Sometimes, you know, I'll show, I'll share a screenshot saying like, okay, today was not a great day. Here's, <laughs> here's what my plan is for tomorrow, just to kind of normalize that. But so it's, you share as much or as little as you want to. It's really feedback for you to help you see more clearly what's going well, what could use a little attention and how those things and just helping you keep things in balance. And I think the other thing that it's helpful with Kelly, that this particular app that you've been playing around with, I love that you've been you've been playing with it, is that it helps focus our attention on the few things that are going to have the biggest impact. Because if we don't do that, I mean, the number of 
aspects of food and diet and nutrition that we could worry about and stress about and pay attention to is literally infinite. And it's impossible to kind of worry about everything at once. So one of the, I think the superpowers of this approach is that it helps us stay focused on the fewest, but most impactful choices that we can make that we are making. And then we just kind of let everything else take care of itself. Right. If you're focusing on what's working, you automatically take better choices and make better choices about what you're doing. Well, I think when we see that we are making healthy choices in any aspect or domain, it helps build our confidence and our identity as someone who takes good care of themselves and makes healthy choices for themselves. So it's nice to just kind of be able to reflect that back. Um, but I also think that the the things that I ask people to pay attention to in this program are very specifically selected to they're the one they're sort of the keystone habits. They are the ones that are going to have a lot of follow along benefits that we can just kind of cash in without having to micromanage. So I'm really focused on the habits that are going to have the biggest sort of cascade effects throughout the rest of your choices rather than having you trying to pay attention to a million things. Right. So it's it's very strategic, yeah. um, but it also just kind of keeps it simple because when we get, when we make things too complicated and then life gets a little busy as it does in the holiday, that's going to be the first thing that goes. Ooh, so good point. Cause you're right. Like, keep it simple. Yeah. yeah. Complications don't mix with the holidays because there's just so much going on and you have to have that cascading effect of good. So, so, a couple of things. I'm going to I'm going to deviate two different ways real quick. What are some of the things that you really like to like when you're giving people um tips about managing themselves and everything going on in life over the holidays? What are a few yep. of the tips that you like looking at? Let me just pick two. Okay. On, because we're going to spend a whole month together. We'll have so much right. time to share more. <laughs> There'll be way too much of yes. us. <laughs> Let me just pick two. One has to do with, and this is a mindset piece. This is um, realizing that many of us confuse indulging with overindulging. Mm. And I want to just say that indulging can be fun, can be pleasurable, can be, you know, a treat. Overindulging, however, is not fun. It's not pleasurable. It doesn't feel good. But sometimes we we don't really see the line between that. And so once we've started to indulge, we just barrel right through to overindulging. So one thing, just I just want to plant that seed for people to to think about. It's like where is the line between indulging in something that I am consciously like, oh, I really look forward to this at this time of year, and you know what? Where is the line between indulging and overindulging? How do you know when you get close to it? And what that. happens if you stop on this side of it? Because then it's not about just kind of getting better at saying no for six weeks. Right. That's boring. It's about learning how can I say yes in ways that I don't then later regret. So I guess that's kind of a thought piece, a thought challenge. Yeah, I like exactly. that. I like that a lot. What is that line between indulgence and overindulgence? The other tip that I have is pure tactics. Okay. And it has to do with an interesting effect on um, of, of our brains that when we are exposed to a lot of variety, it tends to 
provoke more consumption. We eat more when we have a lot of different things to choose from. So just think about your behavior at any buffet or at the Thanksgiving table when instead of having, you know, an a protein and a vegetable or two and a starch, there's eight starches, right? And four <laughs> proteins and lots of candy DMs, right? So variety really provokes more consumption. We literally have more room in our stomach for for food when there's a lot of variety to it. It's something called um, sensory specific satiety. If you want to geek out on the okay. actual, I love it. Science, right? So my tip here is we can deploy variety strategically. If you have, if you make 12, 15 different kinds of special holiday cookies, you're going to eat a lot more cookies than if you decide this year, I'm going to make these three. Next year, maybe I'll make those other three. But if, you know, and and for whatever it is, the, the, the number of different types of crackers you have in the house, the number of different kinds of cookies you bake, the the snacks, you know, keep it to one or two if that's something that you don't want to overconsume. And then the flip side, and this is the fun part, is that we can use that same tip to increase our consumption of the things that we want to eat more of. And of course, I'm thinking specifically of vegetables, vegetables. <laughs> right? Like that's where my mind went. I went, oh, that's a great way to get more vegetables in you, right? Yes. You will be hungrier for them. You will want more of them. So so at every holiday party I've ever been to, there's a platter of raw vegetables, right? Right. So it can be the one that has the baby carrots, the celery, radishes done, <laughs> right? Or, a little bit of broccoli. <laughs> or, you know, you can go to town on those raw vegetables. I mean, challenge yourself. What else can you put in there? You know, endive, um, scoops or, you know, uh, blanched asparagus or raw asparagus or pickled green beans. I mean, it, it can be so much more than just carrots and celery people. But when we have those things that we want to have occupy a greater part of our nutrition, one strategy is to buy them, prepare them, offer them in a greater variety. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes total like two sense. sides I mean, of the same coin, you know? Right. I'm thinking about my refrigerator right now. And I'm also thinking about when you were talking about the cookies, somebody right. in my world bakes a lot of different cookies for Christmas. Right. And she, she eats them all. Yep. <laughs> right. And just recently, I think it was last year or the year before, she said, I'm tired of baking all those cookies. And she actually only made a couple of types. Yeah. She told me later she ate less. And I and I thought of that and I thought I, I didn't realize that about the satiety whatever you're right, that yeah. I've completely forgotten. Um sorry. <laughs> but I realized uh, now that at the time I just assumed well she cooked the baked the cookies she didn't like. But mm, what yeah. it really was was she just didn't have all those options. All the different varieties. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I used to bake all those cookies too. And I realized I'm gonna just pick a couple each year, then I'll have the other ones to look forward to in, in a future year. And it made a lot of uh, a big impact on how many cookies I ate. Because instead of eating one of each of all eight kinds of cookies that I made over the course of the day, you know, it's just one each of, of two. And for people who really love to bake and find that challenging, because, you know, a house full of baked goods, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not stronger than that. And I'm a good baker too, right? So, you know, 
I'm definitely getting high on my own supply. But um, one thing that can be really fun is to think of other really creative food-based gifts that you can make instead of cookies. There are a lot of people who are like, this is what I do at the holidays. Kelly, one year, I made homemade Worcestershire sauce. Oh, interesting. For everybody. So instead of handing out, you know, two dozen plates of homemade cookies, I handed out two dozen adorable little bottles of homemade Worcestershire sauce, all with ribbons and everything. And people are, this was years, this was 15 years ago. People are still talking about it. So if, you know, if you're a cook, if you're a baker, you know, that what else could you make that would allow you to express your creativity and create a really beautiful little handmade gift from the kitchen that's, you know, going to stand out a little bit from all those plates of cookies that people are passing around? You know, if I dig way back into my memories, there was a year, and I, I am not a baker. I love to cook, but I'm not a baker, and I am not somebody who can really put together something that looks cute at Christmas. Don't <laughs> ask me to do that. It would be tragic. Um, but I did one time make jalapeno carrots, which is the thing in the South, right? And you just take all these jalapenos and carrots and onions and put it all together, and I passed them out as gifts, and people loved them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Stands out a little bit. So so for my bakers who just have that identity, like, you know, just another potential um, path to explore. Yeah. So tell us all about the the whole process and this project that we're doing together, because I have not done this with you before. I'm super excited about it. And I love everything you've put together, but I'm not going to be the best person to describe it. All right. So what we're going to do is together as a community, your folks, my folks all together, we're going to do a 30 day challenge and we're going to start on November 8th. And that's going to take us through to obviously to the, to the beginning of December, but we're going to be basically arming ourselves with strategies that we can then, you know, use, continue to use through the end of the holidays. So we wanted to have things in place, you know, in time before the, before that final push towards the end of the year. So we're going to meet on Zoom for a kickoff session on November 8th. And I'm going to explain everything about how the challenge is going to work, what we're going to do. We're going to be using the app as our kind of accountability device. And just to give people a thumbnail sketch of what that is, every day you're going to be answering 10 yes or no questions about what you ate that day. And based on the answers to your questions, you're going to get a grade for the day. Sometimes I get a B, sometimes I get a D. It's just a day. And then we're going to average those grades over time to create what I call a nutrition grade point average. And our goal as a group is to get to the end of our 30-day challenge with a nutrition GPA in the B range. So completely doable. There's room here for plenty of, of holidays, but there's also a path towards balance and moderation as we go through the holidays. So we'll meet, we'll get everybody oriented, kicked off, excited. We will get our apps. We will start the next day together. And then throughout that 30 days, you will be getting every day um, another little prompt, idea, hint, tip, recipe, answers to frequently asked questions, just to kind of keep you you know, engage with the process and, and sort of, you know, answer the questions that are likely to come up as you try to, as you go to implement this practice, 
things are going to come up. You're going to have questions. You're going to have, you know, um, challenges. So we will be there every day to kind of support you on that. And we're also going to do a, a Facebook group where people will have access to you, to me, to share what's going on, to ask those questions, to share with one another. Um, and we're even going to meet halfway through for a little check-in. So uh, about halfway through our 30-day challenge, we'll have another Zoom meeting so that people can report back. Here's what's going well. Here's what I need help with. Here's where things stand. And then we will finish strong for the end of the, the 30 days. But my secret agenda, Kelly. Okay, let's hear it. Is that when we get to the end of the 30 days together, people, you, the app is yours to keep forever. And I hope you will find it so useful and so easy that you will continue to use it as a guide, as a little pocket coach to help you stay on track with your healthy goals in a way that feels flexible enough and sustainable enough. So my, my hope is that it will, nothing will stop on day 30, except right. that we'll you know, we'll all have a little celebration, but that it will then, you know, be an ongoing support for people as they go through the holidays and into the new year and beyond. I have people who have been using this approach now for six, seven years, you know, since I first introduced it and they find it valuable. They find it helpful. And that's all I really want. Yeah. I find it helpful and I find it easy because one of the things that I get a lot of pushback from is tracking. Yeah. People are like, I don't want to track that, you know, and you have an app that you can actually just very quickly. And I don't know, it takes me a minute, minutes, yeah, one minute yeah, um, to finish all the questions and I can just see what I'm doing. And right. I like that. And as you know, from your study of behavioral science, you know, this is how we build sustainable habits by focusing on the actions that we're taking and not where we are maybe in, in relationship to our ultimate goal or destination, but you know, what am I doing today? And so the tracking is based on, yeah, what actions am I taking and how might I, where's my opportunity to make a slightly different choice tomorrow? How can I answer that question differently tomorrow? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love this. And I love the fact that I, I know there's probably a lot of people listening right now going, but wait a second, if we're in the United States, we're going through Thanksgiving, and this is a lot of stuff to take on. But it really isn't. It's very simple. Oh, It's yeah. very simple to do this. Well, this was designed you know, on purpose to be something that you could use when you're traveling, when you are on vacation, when it's a family holiday, when it's your birthday, when you have a head cold. Like None of that makes this impossible um, because it is so flexible and so kind of organized around actual life, not that perfect life that we all, you know, think we should be living or are planning to start living on January 1st. You know, this is not, there's no holiday or other external event that would disqualify you or make it impossible to participate. Because of course, perfection is not the goal, you know, like I guess at the end of the day, Kelly, I'm looking (laughs) for that good enough diet. Right. right. That's so me too. Good enough eating habits. That's all I need from me or from you or anybody else. Yeah. No, it's true. I'm excited to get going. Yeah. This is this is going to make the holidays a lot a lot of fun. If you're in, register. There is a nominal fee to to join us, so you will you will need a credit card, so you will register. 
And then you will get the instructions for how to join us for our kickoff on November 8th. You'll be in the queue and everything will flow very easily from there. We'll make sure that you know where to get the app and have that on your, on your phone so that you, so that you're ready to start with us on November 8th. And I guess we should say, Kelly, that if somebody's got choir rehearsal or Boy Scout troop or whatever at that particular moment on November 8th, we will record the entire kickoff session, which will run about an hour. We'll make sure that all questions get answered and we make it fun, right? But we will record the whole thing and we'll send out a link to that recording later that evening, next morning at the latest. Um, So that if you miss it or part of it, uh, or you have a conflict, you can watch or listen to the whole thing and get right on board with us. And we'll do the same thing with the the check-in. We'll tape those meetings because there's always a schedule conflict. Oh, well, of course, of course. And I know you have an international following. And I also just want to reassure people that you can participate from anywhere in the world. We have people who do it from Asia, from Australia, from Europe, everywhere. So um, that is not a factor. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I am very excited to do this. I'm excited to kick this off and and get people that hope is the word I'm going to use. Because I do know that as much as people love the holidays, it can come with a, with a lot of worry and stress yeah. around. Anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Let's this have some is fun. really just about ratcheting down the stress um, yeah. and still being able to show up for the fun. That's my goal for us all. Um, and I'm just looking forward to, to spending the first little part of the holidays with, with you and your folks. I think that we will all be very mutually inspired by one another. And this is, this is a fun program that I really enjoy delivering. So I'm, I'm glad we came up with this. I am super glad. Crazy plan. Yes. And thank you again for being here. I'm looking forward to this and everybody listening in the show notes, uh, make sure you click on the link. And so thank you again for being here and everybody. I can't wait for you to join us in this program. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. I'll see you again real soon.